What's good, everybody? It's your boy Mel, and you are now tuning into the prayer room. Listen, um, this is part five in a five-part series. So, if you haven't already checked out the previous episodes, just hit pause on this right now and go back there and listen to those. It'll make a whole lot more sense once you listen to those. All right. But today we are ending our series in the greatest story ever told. We've already looked at all four acts of the story, creation, fall, redemption, and restoration. But now what we're thinking about is, well, where do we fit into that story? Where does our story fit into that story? Right? Everybody has a story. Everybody listening to this has a story. I have a story. You have a story, right? We have all experienced in our lives some form of creation, fall, redemption, and restoration. We have all remembered a beginning when, you know, we were bliss and um, we, we felt like everything was okay, even if it wasn't, right? Because all of those problems weren't on us. Somebody else was handling them. Uh, and then there was a point, a moment, maybe it happened younger for some of us, maybe it happened older for some of us, but there was a moment where we realized that the world is broken our hearts are like falling. They mess. They, they, we we feel anxious. We feel anger. We feel frustration. We feel sin. We, you know, all these different things. Um, our hearts are messed up, and we just became privy to the fallenness of the world. Now, for some of us, that led us into a really dark path. For some of us, that led us into some other things. Um, that maybe aren't as dark, but everybody has their story, right? Whatever that is for you. Some, all of us have sought redemption in something. Some, for some of us, it's been Jesus, right? For others of us, it's been money or it's been, uh, uh addiction or it's been a person, another person. Um, whatever it has been, we all try to occupy that space in our hearts. We all have a longing for a savior, some sort of salvation. Right, some sort of something to bring redemption to our lives, something to get rid of that fallenness in our lives. Uh, but I, I will tell you, and you can don't take my word for this, test it out for yourself. Jesus is the only person that can occupy that space faithfully. Jesus is the only one, the only one that is going to redeem your life in its fullness. He's the only one that could pay for your sin. He's the only one that could put it to death, and he's the only one that could resurrect in you a new life. He's the only one. And so today I want to bring you to a story, uh, to a passage in the Bible. It's Galatians chapter 2, and it's actually just one verse, verse 20. But it says, um, I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live. But Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. So, listen, what this verse is saying is like, because of Jesus, because of what he did to set me free, I no longer live. Right? The old me is gone, that is dead. What lives now is Christ through me. Jesus lives in me. He lives in my life. Right? The life that I live, I live by faith. I live by trusting and believing 
in the person and work of Jesus, who he is and what he did on the cross and what he's done, what he's still doing right now. Um, that's how I live my life. You see, many times we come into the church or we come to the Bible, we come to God with this idea of what can you do for me? And I think that flips it on its head, right? Yes, God does something for us. But when we overemphasize that, we forget our place in the story. Our story is meant to be in a part of his story, his greater story. We get swept up into his story. We get brought up in, and redeemed into his story. And now we're looking at his mission and that becomes our mission. His kingdom is what we work for, right? On earth as it is in heaven. That is our hope. Um, we, we see now that the veil, the access to God has been open because of Jesus' death on the cross. And you can look at Mark 15, 37, 38 for that. But we see that. And because we see that, we know and we trust and we believe that there is a greater work for us that we need to be a part of. And that is getting people to Jesus because it is through that that we that they will be saved and that our mission on our lives will feel fulfilled. So here's how, here's how it works. Okay. Creation, right? The same way God creates, we are created. We are called to be people who recreate for God's glory and his purpose. We are called to challenge the fall, right? We're called to repent of our sin and we're called to, um, to to speak against ungodliness, not in some arrogant, you know, contentious way, but in a way that is loving and respectful. And yes, it does address the issue because it ain't loving or respectful to just gloss over things that hurt somebody, right? Uh, um, redemption. How how do we live in God's story in redemption? Well, every area of our lives gets redeemed. So here's an example from, from me, right? Um, I didn't go to a lot of weddings growing up. In fact, I didn't, you know, my, my dad walked out on my mom before I was even born. And um, so I really didn't see that kind of healthy mother-father in a relationship that most people get to experience with their parents. And so um, one way that God redeemed that part of my life is that now, I'm beautifully and happily married to my wife, Jessica, and we have a son. Our wedding was my, our wedding was the first wedding I had ever been to. But you see, somebody in my shoes should have never been in that place to begin with, right? Statistically, um, I should be repeating the pattern. But because God has redeemed my life, areas of my lives, of my life are now redeemed, right? That same, that parent narrative is redeemed. Uh, uh, the relationship narrative is redeemed. And I've seen so many other areas and I have so many other stories that I could share, but they're all, again, they're all part of that greater story that God is telling, right? The story never points to me. It points to God and his work in my life. The life that I now live, right? I live by faith in the son of God. Why is that? I've been crucified with Christ. And it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Last one, uh, restoration. Or as I called it on the last episode, the death of death. Right? We 
haven't been at that stage yet, historically. Uh, that is coming, but we're not there yet. But until that time comes, we're called to bring the kingdom to earth as it is in heaven. Until the kingdom is established, it's fully seen. It's already like been started because Jesus is the king. But until it is fully seen, we are called to do the work of bringing the kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. That means our work. Our work has to be a work that glorifies God. In Colossians, it says that work not for man, but work as if working for the Lord. Right. You see, work was in the beginning. And because of the fall, work became burdensome. But it's not meant to be like that. There are so many things that when we come to Jesus and we realize his greatest story, our lives, they look different and they take on a different purpose, right? They are no longer, it's no longer our story and what God can do for us is us being part of his story and us living by faith in the Son of God because it is no longer we who live, but Christ who lives through us.